Yeah. In some ways, it's kind of exciting because, like, for so long, nothing's been happening. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather shit break than us just, like, not be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you'd rather have 200 angry customers than have none. At least you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 123. A minute ago, you heard me talking to Alyssa. This was on January 27th, also known as the day that our first campground went live and then subsequently crashed to the ground with a not very loud explosion, but loud enough that it kind of caused us to have a stressful weekend. Uh, So if you've been listening to the podcast now for a while, you've heard me talk about campground booking, but it's been a while since I've given you guys an update and I have gotten a few emails from y'all just asking like what's going on with campground booking, how's the business going, and uh, I appreciate you guys asking me what's going on. So on this episode, I just wanted to give y'all a little update. More specifically, wanted to give y'all an update of what happened the day that our first campground went live in the system. And I mentioned this a little bit on the last episode in the beginning, but I want to give a little bit more detail today. So quick background before jumping in, my two co-founders, Bob Orchard and Paul Ryan, and I started campground booking in the fall of 2016. Most of 2017 was spent building out the software, showing up at campgrounds, cold calling parks, and just trying to get our software in front of people. And we originally started this business for one reason. As RVers, we all wanted to make it easier to book online at campgrounds. We showed up for a lot of parks our first year of traveling in the RV, just realizing that a lot of campgrounds are still using pen and paper, just antiquated systems, and we wanted a better solution. We wanted something that was easier to, we wanted to be able to pull availability online when we go into a new town in the evenings, and we just wanted to find a way to improve the booking process. So we built that thing that we wanted, and by build that thing, I mean that I contributed a few ideas, and my business partner, Bob, designed the software, and then Paul built out the entire system. But for the past year and a half, we have been iterating and building and iterating, getting feedback, and back in January, we were finally at that point where we are ready to start taking payments in the system. We had our first campground. And uh, even though we had some poke around and use the software before that, this one was actually ready to go live. Like everything was quote unquote ready and they were going to start taking payments at 12 p.m. on Saturday. That was when they were scheduled to open up their payment portal. And as you heard me just tell Alyssa, we had recently found out within like a couple of days of this campground before they went live that they didn't expect just to take a few reservations on their first day, but a few hundred if you've ever launched a software product before, you know that inevitably some bugs are going to slip through the cracks. And with the Bootstrap team, we just hadn't had the bandwidth to really extensively pound on the system and beta test as much as we should have. So when we turned on their reservations at 12 o'clock, it was only a few minutes in to people booking their site that things started to go wrong. Uh, so we opened up, um, she told us like two days ago that it was she was expecting three to five hundred reservations and she knew that she was like our first client but (laughs) expecting three to four hundred reservations in one day uh over the weekend and she said that was when they would normally that was how many reservations would go through the system but that was when people had the ability to book multiple sites with each reservation so she expected more than 500 and this was our first customer so inevitably inevitably it was going to break and uh, 
Paula's freaking out on the f- call. He was like, I'm going to quit and just go get a job. <laughs> so I was trying to talk. I, I really was trying to talk him down. I was like, dude, we would have. It's kind of inevitable. We knew something was going to break. The client's not pissed. You know, I'm chill. The client's okay. I walked over to you and you said, I'm so stressed right now. So I don't think you're really that chill. Compared to him, I think I am chill. <laughs> but he was uh, he was freaking out. Um, so what are you going to do? Like you tell We me- had to shut, like the server was crashing because so many people were on it. Actually, this wasn't true. The servers weren't crashing, I found out. I hadn't got a straight answer from uh, Paul, I think, in the moment just because things were kind of crazier. Or maybe he did tell me. To be honest, I don't really remember. But the issue, the real big issue that was happening was a currency issue. And by currency issue, I mean that we accidentally charged everyone American dollars versus Canadian dollars. This campground was in British Columbia, which we quickly realized and then fixed. But this mixed with a couple other bugs forced us to turn off the software before reservations that had already been made were just unmanageable and unsalvageable. So it wasn't actually our servers that was held up fine. And I felt like I had to throw this in there because when Paul listens to this, he will get on me and say that, no, our servers held up fine. It wasn't that. So it wasn't the servers. It was other issues. Like over a thousand people were on the site within minutes to book campsite. So how did they know that it was live? The campsite just had a note on their page. We'll take reservations on this day in their whole summer season, all their holidays book out like that. Oh my gosh. It's insane. It's insane. So I'm having to go back through and email all hundred and however many of these reservations are in there. Basically tell them, like, I'm sorry, some of your reservations are effed up. I'm going to have to go through this week and, like, fix all of them. And, like, it's going to be crazy, but, yeah. In some ways, it's kind of exciting. Because, like, for so long, nothing's been happening. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather shit break than us just, like, not be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, You'd rather have 200 angry customers than have none? At least you're doing something, yeah. <laughs> That week did end up being incredibly stressful, but between Bob, myself, and Paul, we were able to go through and fix every single reservation, and we invited some of our friends to poke around as beta testers in the software once we thought we had fixed all the issues, and then just just to really, you know, just hammer in the software and make sure that everything was up to speed as much as you can. And then one week later, we launched with that campground again with no major hiccups, which was an awesome feeling. And then over the past month and a half, we've onboarded two additional parks who are using our full system, as well as about 15 other campgrounds in Canada who are using our full booking system to take reservations through a popular uh, tourism website we're partnered with called Travel British Columbia. We're still in this early baby stages of building the software business, but I I wanted to give you guys just an update, and I want to be real and and be documenting this process and and sharing what we're learning along the way. Um, But the difference in where we're at now versus a year ago is that a year ago we were still very much in the idea phase, you know, just kind of tweaking. We, We had something built, but it wasn't real. It hadn't had that first point of contact with customers And now we're taking daily feedback, talking to customers every day, uh, both campgrounds and in campers, which is really cool. And our software is getting used by real people for real reservations. And this crazy idea that we had a year and a half ago to build something and work on a solution actually exists. 
So if you listen to the podcast at various points last year in 2017, you probably heard me in a semi-defeated tone when I talked about campground booking. You can go back and listen to some of those episodes, but I talked about how I wasn't as far along as I wanted to be and how it took so much longer than I thought to get started with a software company. And at times I wondered whether or not it made any sense at all just to keep moving forward. And while we're still certainly at the starting line of this whole new venture, we've taken the first steps in this whole race of building a software company. The first step was, of course, falling flat on our face, but we got back up and kept running. I think as an entrepreneur, it's pretty easy to exist in the idea phase of a product. It's fun, the sky's the limit, and all financial models point straight up. But once the ideation stops and you actually start interacting with real customers, things get messy and it feels kind of scary to open up and share stuff like this. It's kind of embarrassing uh, a little bit, but I just want to, as I said, be real in the process of what we're building and hopefully this can be helpful to you guys as you're going out and building something of your own. Because at least in my point of view, I fully believe in the mentality of what I told Alyssa, which is at the end of the day, at least we're doing something. We had this idea, but we didn't just sit on it. We're, we're going out there, we're bringing it to market and it's messy and it's scary and uh, it's real, but so is building a business. So I can put up with uh, messing up and looking a little bit uh, goofy sometimes, but sitting still is not an option. Thank you all for listening to this podcast and supporting the show. would love a review and, and subscribe and iTunes as always. And I will see you all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.